1: privilege to be in the Orlando area actually so um, that's such a beautiful place to live actually you are it's almost heaven right it's warm beautiful palms water and uh, good food McDonald's Starbucks Wendy Taco Bell so uh, Pastor Ronnie and Pastor Michelle thanks for having us again I'm, I'm so happy to hear this morning about your new building project because I know what it is to be a portable church. We have been a portable church for 21 years and I want to give a special shout to all the volunteers, maybe you call them like dream team, the people that set up everything for the kids, for the parking lot, for the coffee, for the stage. Let's give that team a big round of applause. Thank you so much for being faithful to all the years. So. Uh, Thank you also to my wife. She travels with me all the time. It means a lot to me. Thanks for being with me here. It's a kiss for you. So, today I speak about this is how a miracle comes into being, actually. I really do believe we have a miracle-working God on our side, right? God can breathe stars. God can create also miracles. But miracles only take place if you have a need if you have a problem or a challenge is anyone here you say pastor leo i have a problem a challenge you need hands up also online or online hands up all over that means if you have a need you are qualified for a miracle and the good thing is the Bible says it requires just a little bit faith to receive a miracle actually but I have figured out that in America, especially in the Orlando area, you have more faith in a childish, in a natural way that you can never imagine or dream. I wanna share two examples with you guys. For example, the way how you drive cars in Orlando. It's insane. In the end of the evening, you're coming home and you're still alive. It's a miracle. The biggest miracle ever. Really, it's insane. Or another thing, uh, when you're going to a restaurant, you're going to a restroom and in the restroom there is a label. Have you ever seen the label? Employees must wash hands before returning to work. Have you ever before you ordered the food? I have a question. Has all in this restaurant who work for the food washed their hands? You will never ask this question because you believe that all the hands are clean. You are believers. That means in so many areas in our lives, we have a natural, a childish faith. We believe everything is possible. When it comes to the spiritual matters of healing, signs and miracles, very often actually we struggle. The Bible is so clear. It requires just faith like a mustard seed. I'm a farmer boy and I went to preach in Zurich with a lot of bankers and business people and they have no clue what is a master seed. So here's a picture about the master seed. When you look at the picture, it's so small. Can you see it? It's in English gigantic small. In French petit peu. Italy piccolo! But if you follow just a little bit is enough that God will produce and perform a miracle in your life. You do not need a coconut faith, a melon faith. Just a little bit is enough, and you will receive miracles after miracles and miracles after miracles in your life. So I want to share a story out of the Bible, and I think you can relate in some way in that story about Lazarus, one of the closest friends of Jesus. He died. He was dead for four days. And Jesus came too late to the funeral, four days too late. So in that story, Jesus spoke one word, and what looks impossible became possible. Lazarus rose from the dead, and he was alive again. In that story, you can see four different people, and they were reacting totally different. And I think you can learn about the four steps, how we can receive a miracle in your life. Maybe you need the miracles in your family, finances, in your health, maybe in your ministry, in your church, whatever. Here are the first step actually starts with the disbelief. Disbelief starts in John 11, verse 3 to 6, So the sister sent the word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was for two more days. So let's be honest for a moment. If your closest friends are in need, you drop your work immediately, right? You run like Speedy Gonzales. But Jesus was chilling the rabbit. He doesn't move. And for the sisters, they will say, Jesus, what's wrong with you? We came. We ask you for help. Gently, with respect, with humility. But you do not move. Have you ever experienced in your life exactly the same thing? You ask Jesus for help for your family, for your finances, for your health. And Jesus is not doing anything at all. And what happens is you get so disappointed and this belief drops in into your heart i want to share a very simple prop or illustration with you guys here's the water and the water stands for the word of god the word of god is like a fountain and the word of god is alive the word of god is cleaning and can change everything so this is maybe your life has fallen in 1 million pieces One million pieces, like your family, your health. So you pour out, pour in all your challenges into Jesus, the living water. So what happens? You start to believe. You start to stir, proclaim, and pray. Check out what happens. It doesn't mix. It doesn't mix. It doesn't work. And if you are disappointed in an area with God, you come to the church, you open up the Bible, you listen to worship songs, and it doesn't mix. And the funny thing is you can proclaim as much as you want, and then you walk home, and it turns into sand again. You're leaving the church, you're leaving the Bible, and nothing changes. It doesn't mix. And the Bible says in Hebrew, chapter 4, verse 2, for us, unto us, the gospel preached as well unto them, but the world preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. That means when you are disappointed, it doesn't mix. And that's why a lot of people say, Pastor, you are going to the church, I open up the Bible, why I do not receive a miracle? Because there is an area in your life you experience a setback, a tragedy, you ask Jesus for help but there is no help coming. And even though if you proclaim, it doesn't mix, it doesn't mix, it doesn't mix, and it doesn't mix. So I want to share you a story. I want to be really honest about this belief because in our church, maybe your church, hopefully it's differently, but we had two families in our church and the two moms, they got cancer, both. And the doctor said to both ladies, you will die. It's there's no recovery. So the first family, they start praying like crazy. They proclaimed, we went on our knees, and God performed the miracle. That mom is still alive, and for them it was a praise report, right? They will say, God is a healer, and God helped me. And this is like a praise report, right? The other family in the church, they prayed too, and the mom passed away. They hear the praise report there. But on that side, it's not a praise report. That family, everyone left the church and said the Bible is a fairy tale and praying doesn't work. So they get really disappointed. So in the middle was me, Pastor Leo, preaching to a congregation. Here is a praise report and here is not a praise report. So people say, what is this all about? And if you have a horse, a horse, you can fall from a horse from two sides. Either you can fall from this side, you will say, oh, that family had not enough faith, maybe sin in the life, and it can be. Or you're falling from that horse, you see God heals sometimes, and sometimes God doesn't heal. So in the middle, I was there and said, God, I need a word, I need something which is biblically, doctorally, totally correct so the Lord remind me and I would love to share this with you guys about the Irish uh, revival the Irish revival there were some priests that came to Europe so they came to a small village and they built a house and they were well known for revival that means people got healed God performed amazing miracles so that means when you were sick you had the problems you went to those priests and they prayed for you and very, very often, God healed the people immediately. You know, like fast food healing, boom, boom, it's cheap, doom, son. But what happens if God doesn't perform the fast food healing? The priest will say, No problem, God can heal you in a process. Do you know what process means step by step? Step by step means a little bit longer. It can be like a toxic thought, maybe a certain lifestyle is not healthy enough, Uh, but in a process means God will heal you. It takes a little bit more time, right? But for the Irish priest, they say God can heal you immediately. If not, God will heal you in a process. So now comes the question of all the questions. But what if both are not working? Some people said... What if both are not working? The Irish priest will say, no, 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 no. We do not believe in disappointments because they said, and now comes revelation, God is a God of heaven, of eternal life. You're living here maybe 80 years in Orlando, maybe 120 years. That means 120 years going to Disney. But it means life here on earth is very short. And they will say, guys, when you are coming to heaven, God heals every single person. God is always a healer. I see here a lot of people without hairs. Sir, there is good news. In heaven's your hair, boom, shakla grows again. In heaven, you do not have crossed legs straight again, hair again. Everything will be fine in heaven. And they will say, Guys, God heals you fast, process. If not, no worries. And no problem, because God heals you in heaven forever. You will run again, you will sing again, you will jump again, you will ride again, you will sing again, you will ride again, because God is a healer. So listen, they built an extra house for all the people that are super sick and said, we want to lead you with dignity and value into heaven and God will restore your body 100%. When you study that history, that means God heals all ways, either fast, process, or in heaven. Amen? Let's give God for that fact the biggest shout of applause because this belief, it's not me anymore. So the second sister was mortar, preventive faith, Lord Martha said to Jesus, now, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. She really believed if Jesus would be here, and there's a lot of people that are saying, if I'm living a holy lifestyle, Not thinking a bad thought, not looking the wrong things, saying always the right thing, reading the Bible six hours a day, studying and praying and fasting and living a holy lifestyle. So nothing will happen to me. And I really do believe in protection. The Bible says we should protect each other in prayer. There's the shield of faith and all those things in the Bible. But there is no such thing as you can protect everything in your life, right? Life, it's not predictable, but God is still good. The Bible says in Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, and I'm his sheep. Is anyone in this building, you have a sheep at home? Hands up. Do you have a snake at home? You have snakes all over here. So, no one has a sheep. When the Bible says, God is my shepherd... And I'm the sheep. The Bible says, if I'm walking to the valley of death, and the valley of death, it's not a test, dear friends. If you study the context, the context means before a shepherd will lead a flock to the valley of death. Do you know what a shepherd does? A shepherd walks five t- or to six times back and forth and back and forth, back and forth. He's checking: is there a lion? Is there a bear? Is this manageable? If the shepherd says yes, is the valley? It's dark. Yes, the valley. It's narrow. But the shepherd knows there is a secure path. Then the shepherd will ask all the sheep, "Do you follow me?" And the sheep say, "Yes, of course," because there's the water and the meadow. And all of a sudden comes the valley of death. In that moment, do you know what happens with us? We get so nervous. And the sheep will say nothing anymore. It's so quiet. Do you know, the sheep has some characteristics. But there are two things that are not good about the sheep. I want to crash now with your picture about sheep. When God says, you're my sheep, God is saying, a sheep, it's almost blind. And then secondly, a sheep is stupid. And God's saying, you're my sheep. Blind and flipping stupid. That's the context. We say, yes, I'm a sheep. Blind and stupid. But a sheep has ear to hear. That's why the Bible says, hear when the Holy Spirit speaks to you. And a sheep in the valley of darkness knows the shepherd is here. I'm blind. I don't see I'm stupid, I don't understand, but I'm falling. absolutely my shepherd because the shepherd walked five to six times the way and the way is pretty sure. That means even if I don't understand what happens in my life, I still know and believe that the Lord is my shepherd and what he's doing, is doing everything super well in my life. Amen? The next lady is Mary. The resurrection faith, she said, but now that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Even now. Even now means in English, even now. Even now means my family has fallen apart. Financially, I'm done. My health came over. My future, difficult. Even though, means even though Lazarus is dead for four days, four days means impossible. We buried him, it's done. Can you ask you a question? What is your Lazarus in your life? What have you buried? Maybe you've given up believing in family. Maybe you've given up believing in marriage. Maybe you do not believe in kids anymore. Maybe, I don't know what happens in your life, but there's an area where you've given up. You say, my lattice is dead. It's impossible. Whatever it's impossible, God can turn that into a miracle. Sometimes I (laughs) meet Christians, and they are strong believers, They're going to a doctor and the leg is broken. So they're coming to the doctor and the doctor will say, your leg is broken. They say, oh no, I will not receive that news. No, my leg is still fine. The doctor will say, what's wrong with you? It's broken. Broken means broken. And very often the Christians, we don't understand, faith doesn't mean I deny the facts. There are some facts. I bring my facts on the table. Yes, my leg is broken. Yes, my family is not doing good. Yes, God, I've had some addictions in my life, like a porn addiction, a drug addiction, a smoking addiction, whatever it is. Bring the facts on the table. But I know that God takes the facts, turns the facts into a miracle. This is what God can do all the time. Amen? Amen. So I'll share you a story about a guy who gave up everything in his life. This is a young guy, he's a picture, he was a filmmaker, since he is super young, and he dreamt to be a filmmaker for Jesus. Every Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, he was creating films for Jesus. When he was 18 years old, the Lord spoke to him in our ICF conference. He said, you should become a kid's pastor. He was saying, God, I don't understand. My passion is to be a filmmaker, not being a babysitter of kids. I'm 18 years old, Kids sucks. I I don't want to do babysitting. Do you know that God has a love language? God's love language is obedience. And obedience means obedience. That means I don't like it. But God is my shepherd, right? I'm flipping stupid. So he laid down his whole career, everything. He trusted that the Lord is my shepherd. He said, God, I don't understand what you're doing. So very often, I know you do not understand what God is doing. God sometimes forces you, challenges you to do something. But God is my shepherd. So after four years, he still was the kid's pastor pastor. Here's a picture he preaches to the kids every Sunday. It's not his passion, not the dream, not the longing, nothing. He came to me and said, Pastor, how long should I have to wait? I said, Lazarus was dead for four days. The four days means it can be long. And when you're in a waiting season, that's the problem. We have never known how long should I wait. I said, God can speak one word and your Lazarus, truth, your filmmaking career comes alive. He said, how? I said, I don't know. I'm not God. But God can do it in one second, in one moment, out of the blue. So I want to share with you guys how God did that in his story. Are you ready? Three years ago, COVID hit the world. Do you remember? Three years ago. It's a long, long time ago. So for one Sunday, not one child was in our church. They were all at home, like in a prison. He said, God, you have a problem. How will you share the message? So he took a camera. The filmmaker took the camera, started filming Clips and messages for kids in Germany, in Austria, in Switzerland, because all the churches, they were not prepared for the moment like this. He became a filmmaker out of one Sunday because of COVID. Yeah. So... Here is one of the first clips he recorded, and the Bible says, don't despise the small beginnings. Small means always you start somewhere. Here is a praise report. That video came being a highlight in the lockdown for thousands of kids around Europe because they were locked down at home. Here is the clip. Come, let's give God a big round of applause. So out of out of the blue, God rose his Lazarus in one moment. So that young guy, it's my oldest son Simon. He said to me, Daddy, how long? I said, I don't know. Don't ask me. I'm not God. Your job is trust, believe, not give up, not walk away. And God will do miracles. And after COVID, he becomes one of the biggest filmmakers in Europe for the kids department in the local churches. Isn't that amazing? So I want to encourage you. You say, Pastor Leo, it's impossible. Yeah, I know. I hear you. But God turns your facts into miracles because we have a miracle-working God on our side. In closing of that story comes Jesus uh, to the plan, dividing faith. Jesus called in a loud voice. A loud voice means loud. A loud voice means God Can you hear me? Loud means God, I want to accept this situation. God, I'm not happy about it. God, forget it. Loud means God, come on, God, move. Come on, God, do it. Come on, God, a breakthrough. Loud is loud. Loud is loud. Like South America, it's loud. Loud means I position myself. Loud says, come out. The dead man came out. His hands and feet wrapped with stripes of linen and clothes around his face. I watched so many zombie movies. This is ugly. Can you imagine? Walked out after four days with linen, lazarus, like this. And it looks for all the people like a miracle. And God raises up your family. It's for your neighbors. An amazing miracle. Loud means, here's my other prop. So this is the water, the, 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 living, the living word of God, right? And all your problems, it's like sugar. You know sugar? You know this very well in America, sugar. So, so if you pour in, pour out your problems, the sugar, into the living word of God, what happens? It starts to Blur. And a lot of people say, Pastor yes, I pray, I fast, I command, I speak, I'm not giving up. But check out what happens. It doesn't mix as well. And a lot of Christians, after a while, we give up. How long should I pray for a miracle? How long should I pray for a breakthrough? And a lot of people, they give up. So listen to me. There's a woman in the Bible, the widow. She came to a house and she knocked. Knock knock. Knock knock. No one was there and she said, Okay, I go. The Bible says, She knocked and knocked and knocked and knocked and knocked and knocked. And knocked. Unknocked and knocked 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 until the guy said, It goes on my nerves. Sometimes we knock so hard on the heaven's door until God said, What's going on? Say, God, I am loud. I'm not leaving. If you're not moving your arms, I will not give up. The fighting spirit means I fight until I see a miracle in my family, in Orlando, in my church, in my neighborhood, in my working place. I will not move, and I will not give up. Amen? The fighting spirit is the opposite of Job. You know Job in the Bible? Job? Job was super rich and super famous. The devil took everything away from him. Do you know what Job said to God? The Lord gives and takes away. The Lord gives and takes away. That's also a very famous song, actually. A lot of people say God gave and God took away. I have a highly respect for that kind of a prayer. But very often, Christians do not understand the fighting faith is the opposite. It's not, I will not accept God. No, 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 no. I knock and knock and knock. I stand here until, and God, I will not give up. I stir and I stir and I stir and I pray and I pray and I stir and I pray and I pray and I stir and I pray and I pray and I pray and I stir and I pray and I pray and I stir. Check out what happens. And all of a sudden, the sugar is not here anymore. And it has a mix. It with the living word of God, don't ever give up in your life. Never, never, ever. So, never, 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 ever. So, I want to share you a story in the end about Moses. God chose Moses to let two million people out of Egypt. Do you know what Moses said? God, I'm not a good speaker, I'm not a good leader. He gave five reasons. And God said, no, no, I'm with you. So God convinced Moses, and Moses was with the people of God in the desert. But after a while, the Bible says God was so fed up with the people. God said, I want to delete you all. Do you not have a delete button by your computer? God said, I want to push that button. Poof. If you are Moses, you will say, oh God, do it. I was never happy for that job. You people are complaining, they are jealous, they're stubborn, they're narrow-minded, they're not funny. You could say, God, delete them all and give me a new job. Do you know that you can change the will of God? Moses said, God, I'm your closest friend. If you want to delete your people, You have to delete me first. And God said, OMG, I have a problem. Not the two million. My closest friend is serious. And God changed his mind because of one guy. It's the opposite of Job. The Lord gives and takes away. He said, no, 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 God, no, 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 no. Wrong person, wrong situation, wrong family, not with me. I want to close with a Bible text 2nd King chapter 20, verse 5 to 6. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will heal you. I'm oh, not sorry, verse 2. Put your house in order because you're going to die, you will not recover. Here is a dot, right? God is speaking that there is no recovery. The Bible says, Ezekiel turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Verse 3. Remember, Lord, how I have walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion have done what is good in your eyes. And Ezekiel wept bitterly. So here's a point to make it clear. relationship with God is not a monologue, it's a dialogue, it's a friendship. If I win, God wins. If God wins, I win too. Our relationship with God is always, I help God out, God helps me out, right? It's a relationship. It's not, I'm not a slave, I am best friends. In the next verse, only two Bible verses later, I have heard your prayer and seen your tears I will heal you. Can I ask you a question? Two words before God said there is no recovery, that his seeking was. He took a stand. Remember, Lord, how often I helped you out, and the Bible says, on the third day from now on, you will go up to the temple of the Lord. I will add fifteen years to your life. No Botox and no facelifting needed. 15 years. So I want to encourage you right now. I do not know what is your Lazarus. What looks impossible right now in your life? You say, Pastor Leo, it's impossible. Yes, I hear you. But God takes a fact, turns into a miracle, a mess into a message, a test, into a testimony, a stumbling stone always into a stepping stone. And our job is we stir, we stir, and we pray in a loud voice, and we do not give up because we believe we have a God who is on our side, and God can speak one word, and your Lazarus comes alive to the miracle of God. So can we stand for a moment live on online And I don't know what is your Lazarus right now. But the cool thing is, right now, we have a miracle working God on our side. Father God, here we are. You are my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Not my mom, not my dad not our president, the Lord is my shepherd. As I am your sheep, I'm so sorry I am blind and very often I do not understand what are you doing. I'm so sorry for all the moments which I've given up. You know my Lazarus, my area which is dead. In deep respect, can you speak one word? And my Lazarus comes alive. I speak that word of your family. I speak that word of your finances. I speak that word over your health. I speak that word over your neighborhood, over your children. Lazarus, in the name of Jesus Christ, comfort. Get alive again. I speak this out over over your church in terms of the building over your land over the money what looks impossible becomes possible because God is on our side so let's be quiet for a moment I want to ask you what is your need what is your Lazarus ask him specifically specifically right now for this miracle, wherever you are, ask him, knock, stir, believe, lean in, from alive, life, Lazarus, in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray the blessing of God over you, that God, your Father, is almighty, all known, and all present in your life. I bless you in the love of Jesus Christ who died on my behalf. There's no greater love than the one who gave his life. And I bless you in the power of the Holy Spirit. Those moments when you feel weak and tired, It's like a fresh wind. It's like a fire in your bones. Something which is moving you in the godly direction. And in agreement in faith, we say, Amen means so shall it be. Amen. Let's give God a big round of applause. Come on, church. Woo!
0: Let's give Pastor Leo, and most importantly, let's give God all the praise and glory he deserves today. What a powerful, powerful word. I just want to ask you, if you would, just to remain standing for just a moment. And I want to invite you, just to bow your head one more time, just briefly for a moment. I know that many of us in this room have been challenged to... Really confront some of the issues that maybe we've allowed the devil, the enemy, to discourage us, to defeat us. And maybe that challenge, that hurt, that stumbling block, that addiction, whatever it might be, that fact that is what it is, that the enemy is used to maybe sabotage our lives, maybe our marriage, our hopes, our dreams, our sense of purpose, whatever it might be, it's a fact. But as we've learned today, we're in good We are in a good place for a miracle. And many of us here today need to release whatever it is into the hands of God. I love the phrase that Pastor Leo mentioned today, that God's love language is obedience. And maybe today we just need to let go and let God and just continue to walk by faith and to trust and obey and let God do a miracle in our situation. Whatever is dead, may it come to life again. And others of us in this room, or maybe you're watching online, and maybe the miracle, the most important, the biggest miracle of all needs to happen in your heart concerning your faith and your personal belief and relationship in relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you've never put your faith in Jesus. Maybe you've never trusted in Him as your Lord and Savior. And if that's your need in this moment, right where you are, again, whether you're in the room or online, maybe today you need to put your faith in Jesus today and trust Him to forgive you and to save you and to change you. And if that's your need, would you pray this prayer? Just say, Dear God, I confess to you that I am a sinner. I turn from my sin. I believe that you died and you arose again. And today by faith, I'm inviting you into my life to save me. From this day forward, I'm committing my life to you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul today as our heads about and no 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 one's looking around but just for a moment in the quietness of this moment if you happen to have prayed that prayer just then hey would you let me know would you just hold up your hand high toward heaven today saying yes count me in i just prayed that prayer and then just invited jesus to be the lord of my life that's awesome that's wonderful thank you it's wonderful Father, we thank you for these today that just lifted their hands, who made the greatest step of all, who took the greatest step of all and made the greatest decision of all of putting you first in their life, receiving you as Lord. And, Lord, we pray that, Lord, you would turn every situation, every stumbling block into a stepping stone into our lives. Lord, may we see miracle after miracle in our lives because... Lord, you are a miracle-working God. So, Lord, we love you today. We celebrate all that God has done and will continue to do in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Come on, let's give Jesus a round of applause and give him a shout of praise one more time. That's awesome. Well, God bless you guys. You can have a quick seat, and as you're being seated, uh, let me just once again say thank you to Pastor Leo for bringing such a timely, powerful and most of all, I just love the practicality of it. Aren't you thankful that we can apply God's Word to our everyday lives? It's Monday morning practical. And I love the fact that God can can take what sometimes can be complex and overwhelming, but at the same time bring the truth down into a way that we can embrace it and we can apply it into our Given circumstances, And so I just appreciate Pastor Leo for bringing such a fresh word and a practical word and yet a powerful word that God has used him to speak to all of our hearts with today. So do me a favor, let's give him one more round of applause and thank him for being our guest. I know he's going to be out in the lobby. I know he'd love to meet some of you, shake, shake your hand, and uh, I hope that you'll speak a word of encouragement to he and to his wife Susanna as well. They're going to be traveling back uh, they're Actually, they're leaving to uh, go to Chicago. They're going to be going to the Global Leadership Summit uh, there in Chicago, Illinois. And uh, that was actually a place that God used, uh, that God called Michelle and I to plant a church, was uh, at the Global Leadership uh, Summit in Chicago, Illinois. One of, one of the, if not the largest leadership gathering and forum literally in the world. And it takes place there every year. And uh, for business leaders as well as church leaders, it's an amazing, amazing experience. Well, let me just say today, God is uh, continuing to work. And I know if he has been speaking to you, your heart. And uh, today, many of you, I saw you raised your hand uh, indicating that you prayed that prayer. First of all, I just I just want to say thank you for your courage, your authenticity, transparency. And just to say, yes, count me in, I prayed that prayer. We would love to know that. And one of the ways that you can do that is to take out your phone. You're welcome. And listen, you have permission to take out your phone. And here's what I'm going to encourage you to do. I just want to encourage you, if you prayed that prayer with me a moment ago and you raised your hand, would you type these words? Type RTL Jesus and then text it to the number 97,000. That's RTL Jesus to the number number 97,000. What that's going to do is that's going to shoot you a little digital form uh, that you can complete. And what we want to do is we'd love to come alongside you and encourage you, give you some practical next steps that you can take in your spiritual journey. And you know what? One of the best ways that you can connect with us and connect in that spiritual journey is to join us next Sunday for what we call our welcome party. So if you're new to Rethink Life, maybe new to the community, we would encourage you to join us immediately following our service next Sunday. It's out in the uh, cafeteria and uh, we'll provide lunch and childcare, but it's a great way for us to get to know you, for you to get to know us. Uh, And really just to learn some of those practical next steps that you can take to begin to grow and develop, to discover and ultimately live out your purpose. And we're excited to help you. Uh, fulfill whatever it is that God has destined for your life and so we'll talk a lot a lot about that at the welcome party We also just want to encourage our prayer leaders if they would make themselves available here at the service as we are dismissed here in a moment If you have special a special need for prayer you'd like for somebody just to pray with you and over you We would love to be able to stand with you in prayer Maybe this is the miracle moment that you need somebody just to stand with you in faith and pray with you regarding whatever it is that maybe God uh, has placed on your heart. And so, don't leave here without giving us that opportunity to stand with you in prayer. And then today, let me just share uh, as we continue in our time of worship. I want to give you a word uh, from from God today in First Chronicles chapter twenty-nine, verses um, ten and following. Here is what it says: Excuse me, eleven and following. It says, "Yours, O Lord." is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. And everything in the heavens and on earth is yours, O Lord, and this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. Wealth and honor come from you alone, for you rule over everything. How many of you believe that God is the ruler over everything? You believe that? He truly is. Power and might are in your hand and at your discretion. I don't know about you, but I want to be on that side of God's discretion where he just push he just pushes you forward. He places his hand on you and says, "I'm going to choose to bless him. I'm going to choose to bless her." At his discretion, he's going to bestow his favor, his provision, his blessing, his protection upon us. And I love this. Power and might are in your hand, and at your discretion are people made great and given strength. Oh God, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. You know what? That's the reason why. I love that phrase that Pastor Leo gave us a few moments ago. God's love language is obedience. And when we choose to obey, when we do it God's way rather than our way, that's when we get on God's side of discretion to bless, to protect, to provide. And so let's continue to be faithful. Let's continue to be obedient in this area of our lives as we worship through the area of giving. And I just want to give a quick shout out and a little Update here. Can we show the uh, make your mark graphic? Because we are literally one month away. uh, 236,124 has been raised so far through uh, gifts and through pledges. And uh, again, we are more than halfway there, but we have 30 days to go, to close the gap in order for us to close on the property in September. And so let's continue to be in prayer. It's one of the reasons why, we again, we're dedicating 21 days of prayer. During the month of August, the last day of 21 days of prayer ends on August the 27th, which happens to be our Make Your Mark Sunday. That's the deadline. That's the end zone, if you will of us trying to get to the $400,000 mark. And so we have 30 days to go. And I'm asking you, above and beyond your tithes and uh, your regular offerings, ask the Lord what He would have you do. Some of you have given. Maybe God has favored you and blessed you, and you can give more. Some of you, maybe you, listen, maybe you haven't had the opportunity to really make good on something that you've been thinking about and praying about. I just want to encourage you, ask God to give you a specific number. And say, God, what can I do? What can we do as a family? How can we help close the gap? I'm not asking you for a specific amount. I'm just asking you to ask God what he would lead your heart to do. I just really believe with all of my heart, if we'll give God our first and our best, God will take care of the rest. Do you believe that? And so that's the promise we're going to stand on. And we believe by August 27th, God's going to give us our miracle. God is going to allow us to accomplish something that I believe is going to be, as, as, as that message talked about, being loud in our faith. I believe it's going to shout to all of Lake Nona and beyond the faith-believing people of Rethink Life Church that stood out in obedience and did the impossible. And so let's believe God that He will do what only He can do. Well, let's pray over today's offering. Lord Jesus, thank you. That we have the privilege to be able to give, Lord, to honor you and to worship you with our first and our best. Thank you so much, God, for stirring our hearts, stirring our faith today. And God, I pray as, Lord, as we give, that Lord, you will be honored, that you will be pleased, that you will be worshiped. May we give out of a, out of our abundance and give out of our gratitude today. And Lord, I pray that that Lord, as we come close to you, that you will come close to us. Lord, we love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Our sisters are going to distribute the offering containers at this time. You can drop your Connect card. You can also drop your offering in the container. And if you're new with us today, please stop by our Connection tent on your way out today. Pick up a free gift that we've made available to you. We'd love to put that into your hands. And next Sunday, listen, we are officially kicking off uh, our school year. Uh, next Sunday, we're having a very unique service, totally dedicated to the next generation, and I cannot wait. I God put this on my heart at the beginning of the summer, and uh, man, I've just been looking forward to it with great anticipation. I've uh, I've here's what here's what next Sunday is going to look like. It's almost, I'm calling it in some ways, like a student takeover service. We're going to feature some of our students here on this stage. We have some amazing, amazing students. I'm talking about some overachiever all-star dream teamers. Man, we, they're back here working and serving in the area of production and worship, out back in life, kids. But next Sunday, we're going to put the spotlight on them. A lot of them do stuff behind the scenes. But next week, we want to have the opportunity to put the spotlight on On what God is doing and how he's using the next generation and uh, one of the things we're going to do is we're going to actually have a panel of youth so I have handpicked a handful of uh, of students that I'm going to talk to and uh, I'm going to be uh, sharing some things with them related to some questions they're going to be giving us some feedback as it relates to what we can do as parents as grandparents to better understand them to come alongside and support them and to be what God needs us to be to help the next generation as God is getting ready to send them back into the schools, getting ready to send them into their mission field to be missionaries on these school campuses, to be light in the midst of Darkness. And I just believe it's gonna be a powerful, powerful Sunday. We're gonna pray over them, and we're gonna pray over our amazing teachers who are also incredible missionaries out there on the mission field that are public and private schools, and even those who are in the classroom at home, all of our homeschool teachers, the moms and dads who go above and beyond. Listen, we're just going to consecrate and dedicate next Sunday. I have a, a powerful message I'm going to be sharing, and uh, it's just going to be a great, great day. As we kick off 21 days of prayers, we send off our kids for the first week of school, and we're going to set them up for success and believe that this is going to be a God-ordained year that God is going to use our students to turn their schools right side up for Jesus Christ. Amen? So that's what we're believing God for. Well, let's all stand to our feet. Father. Thank you for the the amazing, amazing team of people called our dream team. Lord, thank you for how you use them to make a difference. God, thank you for the people of Rethink Life. God, we pray for your continued divine favor and blessing and provision and protection upon us as we leave here. Lord, may we go into our mission field, into our workplaces and into our homes, our schools, into our communities, at the restaurants and grocery stores. May we shine the light of Jesus. May we love you more and shine the light of Jesus better, Lord more so than ever before. God, we cannot wait to see what you will do in us and through us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes.